Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, guys, I'm Kat, and this week there's no JJ. Womp, womp, Wow, nice uh, mind meld. Yeah, look at that. Look at that hype mind. (laughs) We don't even need JJ. Yeah, don't tell him that. Um, So on (laughs) this episode, we had a fan email us, and ironically enough, she said that she could convince JJ that ghosts are real, so we'll have to make sure JJ listens to this episode. But she does have some pretty compelling stories, so we're pretty excited to hear them. Heaven, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm Heaven. I'm from St. Louis. Awesome. And how long, let's see, you, you've listened to the podcast. How long have you been listening to it? Um, I would say uh, not when you guys first started, but kind of early on. I don't exactly, I'm not great with the time, but um, pretty early on. I was trying to look for a podcast that would give me chills, but not scare me too much because I don't like all of <laughs> I so, ironically, I don't like being scared that much. Well, we've had fans recently tell us that there's certain episodes where they just nope out of. They're like, nope, too scary. On to the next one. The <laughs> whirlpool one is mm-hmm. the one that freaked me out. I work in a nursing home, so uh, could relate to that one a little bit, and it got made me kind of have chills. <laughs> Good old Mabel. Yeah, I think she got all of us for sure. Yeah, that was a really scary episode. And Heaven, as you know, before we get started, we do like to find out where our guests fall on the believo meter. Zero meaning they don't believe in ghosts at all, and ten meaning ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? So I'm gonna say an eight or a nine, but only because um, I'm kind of obsessed with like his dark materials that series, mm-hmm. um, Golden Compass. So I kind of believe that. You know, it could be a ghost or it could be, um, you know, maybe there's an alternate universe we don't know about. So I don't want to like just cancel everything out before. I mean, no one knows. So, yeah, we've, we haven't quite tapped into alternate alternate universe uh, theories, but I'm willing to go there. Well, Heaven, why don't you tell us about your earliest experience with the supernatural? What kind of got you into this world? Um, well, like it's everyone into this world, a Ouija board. (laughs) (laughs) So first, um, I wouldn't say my earliest experience as to where I was like completely convinced that things were happening, but definitely, um, with my, uh, two best friends, Gaby and Lexi, we, we grew up across the street from each other. So 
we of course thought it was a good idea to get our Ouija board out and everything. And I would say we had a few isolated incidents using that, probably just welcoming things and that we probably shouldn't have been. Um, but the weirdest thing with the Ouija board was um, that actually her mom started like going to church a lot and started getting a little bit more like religious um, and decided that we needed to get rid of it. And she threw it away and like she was not for having it in the house. So I know it wasn't her that did this, but um, like a week later, we were downstairs going through all of her games to play another game. And there it sat on the shelf after her mom had thrown it in the trash outside of the house because she was like done with it. So that was pretty weird. Um, and then she definitely, um, I want to, I don't know how she exposed it after that, probably burnt it. <laughs> she was not thrilled about that either. She actually got pretty mad, thought it was us who brought it back into the house. And she was like, you guys cannot play with this anymore. Um, but it was not either of us. So pretty weird. Was it the Mattel, like the OG Ouija board? Yeah. Well, I'm sure it was like the toys are us one <laughs> so yeah but and it was back in the day we were young um young and uh, you know they collected clowns we were the type of people that would watch it while we had all these clowns staring at oh, us gosh. definitely like to scare ourselves a little bit but um i would say my my majority of my experiences kind of happened um when I moved into my first apartment, those were my significant ones. And what do you believe brought that Ouija board back into the home? Probably something we shouldn't have been talking to, <laughs> but um, I don't know. And I don't really want to find out. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I mean, I, I'm, I'm open, but at the same time, like, I don't want anything mean to talk to me. <laughs> did, um, did you guys always follow the rules and like close things out and all that or? Not at all. <laughs> I don't even think we were old enough to really be playing with the thing. I mean, we still, I remember one of the instance, uh, incidents that happened, um, we, we were like, we always stayed up late playing Mario Kart and everything. Um, and she had like a wind up doll that would walk on its own. And it was uh. morning and her wind up doll like came out of her bedroom. Just, no one was in there. It just came out of her bedroom. I mean, it, it walked, it was a walking doll, but it walked out of her bedroom without anyone going in to wind it up. I'm hoping that was a malfunction. Now that had occurred after we had played with the Ouija board. So what's the malfunction? I cannot imagine playing like a game and then one of my dolls walking out of the room. Yeah. It's it's like some horrifying toy story (laughs) shit you don't want, you know. I wonder (laughs) what any idea where that doll is right now? Um, no, that w- I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> I want now. I'm good. I'm sure her mom got rid of it once we told her about that too. I just her choice, so I'm not wasn't exactly sure. Well, I know the bulk of your hauntings took place in the apartment that we're going to talk about. Did you have anything happen between your childhood and there that you'd like to tell us about? 
Yeah, I mean, um, so as I said on my email, I feel like I can um, relate to um, being a little bit more perceptive of these types of occurrences. Um, it usually happens whenever I I'm kind of opening myself up to it. So there was one time that we, I, myself and my ex-boyfriend were sitting on the couch. We were kind of watching ghost stories. Um, and this was at my dad's house. So prior to me moving out, um, and my stepmom always locks the deadbolt to our door. Um, we're, we live in North, <laughs> North St. Louis. So we always lock our door. It's just a safety issue. Um, even if it's daylight and, we were just watching these ghost stories and all of a sudden the door opened by itself. And this was 10 minutes after she physically walked in front of us, locked the door in front of us and walked back into the kitchen. Um, that was pretty weird. We both looked at each other and we were like, didn't she just lock that door? Um, and then other than that, I wouldn't say anything significant. Um, I kind of, I don't want to say I have sleep paralysis or I'm not even completely understanding of what that is. Um, but I do get these weird like sensations when I am sleeping that I feel like somebody is next to me or standing over me and I kind of jolt awake. Mm -hmm. um, don't know if that's sleep paralysis and that does happen, not like regularly but I would say um more regular than it should happen um and that's not just back then that happens today I could be sleeping tonight and feel like somebody's just standing over me trying to talk to me um and I jolt awake and nobody's there um so that's always pretty weird but I could just be crazy <laughs> and this that yeah. happens pretty frequently to you yeah I would say um I would say at least like once or twice a month. Now I've been listening to your podcast where you've had the mediums on and everything. Um, and I've noticed that they were kind of saying, Hey, everyone has this kind of ability. Maybe they can um, open themselves up a little bit more and experience those types of things. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what I'm trying to do. <laughs> that's okay. my years to talk to ghosts. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's well, awesome that you're like not scared to do. I mean, I'm sure you're scared to do it a little bit, but that you're like, okay, I'm just going to hone in on this skill and see if like I can actually do something here because you notice yeah. all the signs. I, it's actually all thanks to the mediums you've had on the show. They've kind of made me a little bit less afraid yeah. of, of experiencing that. So Yeah, I definitely feel less afraid after listening to them too. Just because I feel like I'm always on edge during these interviews and stories. I definitely feel less afraid now, but I don't know if I'm ready to like enter my world, you know, to say that's a ghost yet, but we'll see. Well, and those mediums have like such a command and presence about themselves. Because I mean, think about it. They've got to convince us that they can literally talk to the dead. So I think that's also what kind of gives us some peace is that they seem so in control about something that... You know, we're not even sure it's real. And if it is real, it seems so uncontrollable. But yet here they are like, oh, well, you're 
grandfather's right here and he said that and you're like what is happening you know so i've noticed i'm pretty much talking like i for sure believe in ghosts like that's kind of my dialogue these days has this podcast changed me i find myself doing the same thing (laughs) (laughs) but you're right right we are ghosts real we don't know maybe they're not Well, from two people who don't know if ghosts are real to one that has had some experiences and might convince us otherwise, Heaven, why don't you tell us about what took place in that apartment? Oh, my infamous apartment. So all of my friends and family know about this apartment. This apartment has, um, I'm actually getting chills talking right now um, because, um, well, I'll just start at the beginning. Um, My ex now ex-husband and I moved into this apartment when we were pretty young um before I was out of high school about senior year um and just a normal looking apartment didn't get any weird vibes when we went to check it out but things started definitely happening about the third day in to being there um So the first experience that I did have there was I had a, and this is going to sound bad because I so we were young, I had a bottle of wine on the top of the fridge Um, and I was doing dishes and my crock pot was kind of pushed towards the sink away from the fridge. Um, I turned around to, I I don't know, get a towel or something and I heard a crack, like a really loud crack. And I turned back around and my wine bottle was in the crock pot. The wine bottle was fine. The crock pot was completely shattered, but my crock pot was nowhere near my fridge. So as you can imagine, if something falls off your fridge, it's usually going to tumble down. It might hit something. It might bounce. You think it's going to hit the counter where there's a large space in between the counter and the crock pot. But no, standing straight up in my crock pot, my crock pot is shattered. I kind of played that one off because I wasn't super convinced of the ghostly world world at that point um I just played that one off but I thought it was a bit odd and I didn't let um my ex-husband know I was like hey this happened that's kind of weird can you maybe go and check the fridge like see if it's um level he went and got a level there was nothing wrong with it he was I was like maybe it's vibrating he checked all that he was a very handy person and nothing nothing was different about the fridge um did you happen to have like a pet ferret or a raccoon or something uh, with tiny hands i'm a dog person i only have dogs which um this ghost apparently loved my poor dog um oh and he was skittish already so it was not a good thing for him um which actually leads me to like day five or six in the apartment where uh, everything was normal. We went to bed. Um, We had a little black lab and he was very skittish and he was still a puppy. So obviously getting into things. Um, And I woke up around, I kept waking up around like three, four o'clock in the morning, you know, the great time to wake up at three or four in the morning. Um, and I noticed that all of our doors and our cabinets were open in the house, like our sliding door to the, um, 
to the deck, all of the cabinet doors, our bathroom door, the bathroom cabinet doors, all of them were open. So initially I kind of got annoyed with my ex-husband, like, hey, why did you open all these doors? They're chemicals. Our dog could have eaten something. Um, and he was like, I didn't open any of these. I don't know what you're really talking about. Mind you, he's a, he was a skeptic at this point. He was just like, I don't know, something happened. You probably opened them and didn't realize it. <laughs> you yeah. you yeah. opened every... <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> did you... Uh, and your ex like come to a conclusion about what happened or did you just kind of both just kind of shrug it off we did after it happened about 50 more times so um when i say this apartment was active i mean it was active um i think the next night was the night that he saw the man in my closet which Again, I don't know if it's like a skeptic thing. Maybe you guys could tell me, but he's the one who saw the man and then he later shrugged it off. <laughs> so, so again, we both woke up around three or four o'clock and I don't know if you've ever been in an apartment where it's like the master, the closet leads to the bathroom. Like there's two doors to the bathroom, mm -hmm. um, like hallway door and then one closet door. So he got up, he was going to um, the restroom and of course he's a little sleepy. So my rational side was kind of playing it off when he came back and he was like, I could have sworn I just saw a man in our closet. And I was just like, okay, don't tell me that. <laughs> but he later, whenever I had asked him about it, he, he kind of shrugged it off and um, said oh no I was probably just kind of tired whatever um except I will I will say that it was definitely a man because of my later experiences talking and seeing a man in my apartment so um you, I'm, you didn't have like an addict where somebody could have hid and lived suspiciously did you no that actually was the upstairs we had a apartment that was upstairs from us that we actually complained about the noise like I don't in if you're living in an apartment you know what noise is in your house and what noise is not in your house you can tell if it's on your left your right or up above you below you whatever um and we kept getting woken up from people being upstairs being loud walking around the lights would go on and off at any hour and that usually does, the light didn't bother us, but you can tell that somebody was in there. And then finally I just got enough of it and was like, okay, these people are so loud in the middle of the night. I kept complaining, kept complaining and no, didn't get any response. And I guess I didn't get any response because by the time I did get a response, when I went up to like give them my, my rent um, was that nobody had lived in that apartment. <laughs> okay so there I'm like are you sure like I can see the lights going on and off in the middle of the night then I'm you know trying to rationalize I said a maintenance guy um but I can promise you I would like sit in my car even and just see the lights go on and off on and off here banging on the on what would be our ceiling their floor um, but nobody lived there. So Kevin, that is crazy. What? 
So they thought I was crazy for complaining about tenants that weren't actually there. Because so. you did it multiple times, like phone calls or emails. <laughs> it, was e- it was like emails and phone calls. And I like, you can leave little messages on their board, on their website. And I was just like, these people are so loud. Um, and you could tell, again, you'd be on the, the deck um, and the lights would come on upstairs and apparently nobody lived there. And your husband at the time saw that as well. Hey, towards the end of our stay there he became a believer and it was because of that and about the other million reasons <laughs> and experiences we had did you ever um, search to see if if other people had lived in your apartment unit and had experiences as well i had not um but i know my family has always lived in that area Um, So I know that those apartment complexes, they were built on top of another kind of living area um, that's been there for years and years and years. So to think that nothing has probably ever happened there is, you know, I'm sure somebody might have passed there. I don't know if they're malicious. I only had Mm -hmm. one bad feeling like I... (laughs) I thought there were multiple spirits there. I only had one spirit that I felt very uncomfortable with, and that was the man. And I don't know why, but when you have your your senses tingling, that's telling you this one's not great. He was the only one that I just did not feel comfortable with. He's actually made me leave the apartment before, so. Oh, goodness. Well, yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd love to hear about the uncomfortable man. Well, yeah, yeah, I have one question. Um, so nobody lived up there, but if someone went up there, would the lights work or you have to like get that turned on by the power company? They, sh- oh, oh, I don't know. Now you're making me think I'm actually not sure. Uh, you do have to switch it into your name, obviously prior to moving in. So I'm it, not- it, it does make me wonder like if someone somehow was sneaking into that apartment and maybe in the middle of the night so no one saw them so like that would be the noise that you heard and then the lights would be the weirdest part because obviously you can't just turn the lights on if you're not paying the electricity bill or or switching that into your name so unless they just worked anyways but not all the way up there it'd be really hard to like climb into right well i mean oh yeah if they it would have to be somebody who had a key now, I know apartment complexes change, changed a lot. So unless it was an employee that was sneaking in there, it would definitely have to be somebody who had a key. Even though we were on the bottom uh, level, it was like over garages. So even ours was up a story and theirs was up a story. So gotcha above us. So, oh, that would have freaked me out. Well, I'm, you know, freaked you out too. Goodness. Okay. So this next spirit is one that when you say it made you leave a couple times like it made you just go get in your car and like yeah I actually got pulled over in my um complex because I was just sitting in my car for so long and you know the police patrol and they were just like what are you doing I was like I'm not going in there unless you want to go in there with me because there is something in my house and I am not comfortable with it and they even asked me was it a person I was like you're gonna think I'm crazy but I don't think it's a person 
house. <laughs> and that was after that incident actually happened after my TV was kind of messing with me. Um, so, you know, how you're watching TV and it goes staticky. So I would have, I, I was watching TV first, my TV turned off. Okay. Something happened. Malfunction. I turn my TV on my cable box goes off. So then it's staticky. And then I'm like, okay, I turn my TV back on and my cable box back on. Then my TV goes off. At that point, now this was after a lot of other things that happened. I was just like, okay, this thing is messing with me. I'm just like going to go sit in my car. And that's when the police officer was patrolling and asked me um, what I was doing sitting in my car for so long. <laughs> I told him I was waiting for my husband to get home. <laughs> so um but really um and then there was another time I had left and actually went over to his parents house and just kind of sat there they weren't even home I just went and sat inside their house because I had a key um that was when I was talking to whatever was in my house and thought it was my ex-husband so that was um sorry Oh no, that scared us. Oh, we're, okay, yeah. Heaven's like video just went off, and Noah and I were both like, oh, "What?" That's it. She's done. <laughs> so I was taking a shower. You know, I I had gotten off work. I was taking a shower or whatever, and he comes into or who I think is my husband comes into the house. I hear the front door close. He was at work. Um, I heard the front door close. I'm like, hey, what do you want for dinner? I'm like yelling out of the shower. I'm just like, I didn't realize you were getting off soon. Um, what do you want for dinner? I'm just taking a shower. And I'm kind of hearing um, these muffled like responses. And I'm like, I can't hear you. You know, obviously I'm taking a shower. Um, can hear it's a man. And I'm just like, babe. I can hear my cabinets opening and shutting like he's getting, you know, a water, a water cup or something. Um, and so finally, I'm just like, okay, I can't hear you, whatever. I turn off the shower. I get out, um, look around the apartment. Nobody's there. And um, so I'm like, okay, give him a call. And he um, was like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, I was just talking to you. Why did you go? I'm like, did you go out to your car or whatever? And he's like, no, I'm still at work. <laughs> so that was like, not, that was a fun experience. After that point, I went over to his parents' house and I was like, I can't do this right now. I'm like, I literally thought I was talking to you. You responded. Like, I mean, I couldn't hear the visible or like hear the hear the actual words because I was taking a shower it was kind of like a just hey you know I was like hey he was like hey and what, um, <laughs> yeah like, he wasn't home. in your like mind's eye can you still hear the spirit or whatever it was can you still hear yeah. that repeated yeah I can oh. it's it's not a good feeling either that's why when we started this I said I'm like getting chills thinking yeah. about it because it was on. not a good spirit for me. I'm putting on my sweater so I can hide my shoulders from spirits grabbing them. Yeah. Um, that's terrifying. Is there any way, like, did you, when you guys moved in, did you get your 
your like locks change? Like, is there any way the tenant before you has a key still and could be like coming in, playing pranks, opening things, turning on lights just for kicks? Like he might. I, just- I don't think anybody was going in there. Now I know that the maintenance guy has a key. Um, obviously, we asked when we move in, like if the locks had been changed, because you don't want people going into your house, um, and they do. I don't think with apartments they quite change the locks I think they swap them from other apartments if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um that they didn't tell me that but that's what I assume they probably did Mm -hmm. um but yeah it just wasn't a fun experience but I've definitely um you know I've had I've had things happen while I was also in the room. So I doubt that it was a person. (laughs) So I don't know what it was. It just wasn't human. (laughs) Yeah, that's horrifying. I mean, that's like one of the, the idea, because you're so vulnerable, you know, in the bathroom and the Mm -hmm. shower and the idea of something manifesting itself and like kind of mimicking back to you as you have this conversation is, yeah. I mean, that's truly like otherworldly. I I don't know. Yeah. That know. one gave me, that one gave me like serious chills and I was just not okay with it. But other than that, I tried to like coexist with the spirit. So there would be times I would be doing the dishes. And again, I don't know if the ghost was hungry or what, um, but I would have like a loaf of bread on top of my um fridge and it would just come flying off and like, it wasn't a big kitchen, but it would just hit the back of the wall and I just keep going about my dishes and I was just like it's cool <laughs> don't <awesome>. kill me <laughs> like, so I'm at just... that point you had completely accepted that there are supernatural occurrences going on in my home oh yeah and that was the point where I think he turned into a bit of a believer as well um his thing I think were the lights um so you were asking like could somebody be playing a prank I don't think so but um, you know how you would like, you know how you walk out to your car if you're going to the grocery store or whatever and go, oh shoot, I forgot that. Mm-hmm. Or I forgot the bags or I forgot my wallet. So that happened quite a bit where we would leave the apartment, not even get completely out of the complex to our car and go, oh shoot, we forgot this, walk back in and all the cabinets and doors would be open and all the lights would be on after we just had turned them all off. And obviously you don't leave your cabinets open. So um, how how long did you guys live there? A year. We both agreed to move out <laughs> after a year. This reminds uh, me so much of Ashley's um, episode. We had, had, did you ever hear uh, our episode? Chocolate milk mix. Chocolate milk yes. mix. Yeah. This sounds like exactly. In fact, I was like, wait, where did she live? Is this the same place? But no, there's more than one. So. But <laughs> yeah, after it kept messing with our dog, we kind of decided that we needed to leave. Um, we would put our, our black lab in a kennel because he was nervous. Um, and he kept getting out of the kennel and chewing things up. And we were like, okay, you know what? We're going to turn the kennel around to where the gate, like the lock is facing the door Mm -hmm. so that he cannot get out. He can't push it open or anything. Not that we thought he could anyway. Um, but we were like, no, it's going to be against the wall. Well, we would come home and he would be locked in our bathroom 
and both of our doors would be locked while well, you can only lock the bathroom from inside of the bathroom. So he got so scared one time to the point where he like literally, we had to pay for the door. He ate like the, um, like the, not the cardboard, but the wood part of like the paint part yeah. of the door. So he had, been, that, he had been taken out of his crate and put into the bathroom and both doors were locked. And both doors were locked and you could only lock the bathroom from in the door. And that happened numerous times, which we were just kind of like, yeah, this is a bit weird. Even if somebody was messing with us, that's just like a whole other level of crazy. But I don't know how they would lock the doors, both doors, and then get out. Now you can use like a little, like a bobby pin to put in the little tiny hole in the door handle, but who on earth would go to that level? I don't know. Now, did you tell the leasing office when you moved that the apartment was haunted? We did. I don't think they believed us, but they were probably like, you're crazy. But I'm like, okay, you go stay in it for a couple of nights. There was no like relaxing period. I, our, our experiences happened days after we moved in. And then they just kept getting more and more frequent, like, I mean, no, they weren't as significant as the talking to the man, but definitely with the lights being on, if I went and let the dog out, I would come in and all my cabinets would be open and the fridge would be open. I don't know why it liked to open doors, but apparently it did. Well, and then you move out of the apartment. And I think most people would say, I'm never having anything ever, 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 ever to do with no. that apartment complex again. Did you ever have anything else to do with it? I did. I moved back in and what? I moved back in, but not to the same building. And I thought that I was cool doing that. <laughs> so, are, you in, are you in that apartment now? No, no. I moved out after a year again. So, I mean, I was less scared in this last apartment, but I think it may be like, being tired from being a mom um at that point i was just like if there's a ghost at least i'll be able to sleep like, <laughs> like if there's a ghost come take me like yeah please. i was like it's cool <laughs> i haven't slept in days but it's fine <laughs> um so i wasn't as scared but there were still some occurrences that had happened um in my second apartment there so with my son well did they feel like the same ghost or or different i don't think so i didn't get the feeling that i did with whatever man was in that um first one like i just really was unsettled whenever i was with in the first apartment um this apartment i was um didn't get that feeling as much but um there was a couple of times where some toys would go off um different things like that in my son's room now that's not super odd uh, I guess <laughs> I mean it is to me um but there would just be different times where toys would go off he yeah, went to yeah. his dad's house and obviously nobody's in his room I'd be watching tv in the other room and I'd hear one of his toys just kind of continuously go off and I'd go in there and it would stop and I'd be like okay nothing's in here and then I would go back to the living room and then it may be a different toy that would go off so it wasn't like the same toy malfunctioning which 
I've had a toy malfunction like that before, so it doesn't spook me every time a toy malfunctions, but when it's multiple. I'm a therapist and work with kids and I've had families several times, like they'll get those animal puzzles that like you put it in and it makes (laughs) a noise or whatever. And they say, I mean, I've had several families be like, those things are so spooky. They go off in the middle of the night randomly. I'm totally with you. We have that same toy and it goes off all the time. Yeah, and but when it's multiple toys, you're just kind of like, okay, that's a bit weird. But I didn't get as creepy of vibes. Um, I did get a couple of those episodes where I felt like somebody was like standing next to me while I was sleeping. Um, obviously I was sleeping, so I don't know if they're completely accurate. I'm not going to say they were, um, and I would just wake up. I would jolt awake because I felt like somebody was like whispering in my ear, but that happens to me quite a bit. So, well, and. So you went from having toys coming to life uh, momentarily and then going back off to you sent us this video of what appears to be your phone recording your baby monitor. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So um, new mom, I was recording my baby. I was trying to let him cry to sleep, but he was being kind of um, goofy and was kind of rocking back and forth and you can see him Um, rocking back and forth and then all of a sudden he kind of fixates on a spot in his room which I at the time I did not hear any of this or notice any of this it wasn't until the next day when I was re-watching it that I noticed um, the little laugh in the video so you can hear my dog panting and she's sitting right next to me And then about at 13, 12, 13 seconds, you can hear a little, little laugh go on. So. All right. Well, we're going to play that now and we'll play to about 20 seconds and um, then you can tell us about it. Okay. Also, I'm, I'm like so terrified. So I'm going to kind of do this. (laughs) Nothing pops up. I swear. Okay. Well, it's all audio. All right, here we go. Was that it? That yep, <laughs> that little <laughs> I I was. It's the most bizarre thing. Um, I do not have. That was not a Wi-Fi monitor, by the way, because people can hack into those, and that I think is just even creepier than ghosts. Yeah. Um. So I made sure I did not get a Wi-Fi monitor. This was one you plugged into the wall, and you, I, the one I used was plugged into a wall as well. But it okay, was so, not, it wasn't your your child making that noise. No, that is not him. He's a boy too, and that sounded very, very high pitched. That is not what he sounded like. Okay. Um, so, right before it happens, you can kind of see him like look at something and he just kind of keeps staring in that direction. So right now he's kind of looking to his left. Is that where he looks? Yes. So you can see like he was just looking around and then all of a sudden he he's still moving. He's still kind of rocking back and forth. But if you look at his eyes, they're fixated somewhere on the left. And that's when you right before you hear that 
little little laugh. So I'm gonna play it a couple times in a row and try to isolate that sound. So maybe two or three times where we can just hear it um, over and over. Um, so I'm gonna start it now. Okay, so that should be pretty good for our yeah. audience to get an idea. And mind yeah. you, in the moment, I did not hear that at all. Wow. It's pretty creepy. I don't know, Kat. Like you said, you um, are a therapist and you deal with kids a lot and help them. Have you ever come across something like that in your time when you've been with kids? I do have a very recent... Oh, the story you want to share that has that to do is... with that? That is this. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll hold off on that because we're going to give that its own special episode, but okay. Interesting. I didn't know that was the, um, the origin story. Okay. So yeah, that was, that was creepy. There's no way, like when you were filming from your phone. Yeah. I was filming it from my phone. You know how moms are just like, Oh, look at my baby. Um, I was going to show people my baby. <laughs> so I I've was done just, with my nieces before. Yeah. I was just filming it from my phone. Like, what is this weird baby doing right now? Um, and then I was actually at work playing it back to show everybody at work what he was doing and that's when I noticed the little laugh so um now my grandma actually hired a medium for that apartment which I think she really should have went to the man apartment um and she of course said oh it's a little girl but she also heard the video so I don't know if that's accurate um he doesn't but, um toot and little laughs does he he doesn't like toot and goes so. he <laughs> no they are not that cute um but i never felt that uncomfortable in that apartment um just mainly the first one well i'm curious because you said you moved out of that one as well since you've moved out of that complex have you had any similar haunting since leaving there or even in that gap where when you left originally or is it only in that specific location oh no i think that i'm more susceptible to feel or experiencing these um par what you would call paranormal activity um i actually moved back in with my dad just to kind of get back onto my feet right after that second apartment um, and it was, he was at home. My sister was at home and I, it's always in the shower. I was in the shower, um, and I'm, you know, wash my hair, T total fear of mine, by the way. Um, and the light went off in the shower and I was like, okay, whatever. The power went out now, mind you, it's not raining. It's not windy or anything like that outside, but I'm like, okay, whatever the power went out. So it comes right back on. I continue to shower and then it went out again. And I'm like, okay, I'm not staying in here. If the light keeps going off. It's pitch black. Um, so I get out of the shower while it's pitch black and I'm standing in the hallway and I'm like, oh, maybe the, you know, again, maybe the power went out, except the porch light is still on. So the power definitely didn't go out. And I was like, maybe a breaker blew. But then it came back on again. I don't think breakers 
turn themselves back on. So that was a pretty weird experience for me that it happened multiple times. I'm not an electrician. I did call my dad. I was like, okay, either I'm about to get murdered. Somebody's in the house um, or there's a ghost messing with me. Um, but I've definitely had many experiences that I can't really explain, um, which is why, um, as I said in my email as well, we're going to the Lent Mansion, which is a nice haunt. It's one of the most haunted places here in St. Louis, Missouri. So um, it was my gift to my grandmother. She supports this. So it's her Mother's Day gift. We're going in May. And my aunt has been there a few times and she's pretty excited that I'm going because she feels like things are going to show themselves to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you'll have like, to record okay. if, um, if you're able to catch anything, you know, while you're recording or anything, or if crazy stuff happens, please let us know. Cause we can have you back on to hear about it. Definitely. I mean, I won't record my little sister's going, so I plan on spooking her pretty good but i won't record those <laughs> only the real stuff <laughs> only the That's real funny. stuff well we're coming up on an hour recording um did you want to share anything else with our audience do you have anything that you'd like to promote or talk about no i'm just kind of a big nerd of you guys so i don't have a tiktok i don't even know what that is and i don't really use instagram that much but i listen to you guys and i love the show and um, that apartment, man, it was the most active place that I've ever been. And it's really changed my perspective on things. Um, well, I will share with you, I did have a, a movie moment in there in that apartment. So as we had moved out, um, you know, we had finally finished packing everything up. We were about to go give the keys. And of course there was one thing I forgot there. <laughs> so, I am the one that had to go back in. And I feel like that always happens in the movies where you like go in for one more thing and that's uh-huh. it. Over. Um, so I went, I have, I probably was having a heart attack. Nothing happened, but definitely was having a heart attack. I ran in as fast as I could grabbed. Um, I think it was like my wallet or something, grabbed my wallet and just booked it out of there. So I'm glad nothing happened. <laughs> I definitely know that feeling. (laughs) It was bare too. I was like, this is how it ends for me. (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, I'm glad you made it out. Okay. As tradition, when we have fans on, we'd love for you to do the um, outro with us if you're up for it. Yeah. Sorry. Just really quick. Thank you for sharing all those stories and thank you for being a listener. Um, That's really cool. And you have spooked me. The past two episodes have just spooked me so much. Um, yeah. Only if they speak JJ though. <laughs> I know. I want him to listen to this episode. Do you have a favorite episode? It was one of the mediums that sees um, full app, full body like people, Amanda, and maybe? she opens. I think she opens doors for them. Yeah. Um. And is it the one she saw a man on the side of the road? That yeah, yeah, one yeah. like gave me chills everywhere i was like oh my god i just god, got chills with talking? you saying that yeah. yeah i'm like what if i'm talking to dead people all the time and i don't know it <laughs> yeah and that story was tragic too like the, the guy on the side it of the was. room yeah very but sick now, sensey now i wonder if i open doors for ghosts and don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so. well as you open them we close them um yeah. so with that i'm noah daniels i'm cat and i'm heaven Ooh.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.